0: disruption zone opportunity lives where the status quo dies talking to the greatest innovators disruptors and off-the-wall inventors we can scrounge up you laugh you'll learn you'll be inspired now here are your hosts leland conway and cameron mills All right, I feel like I've been MIA for a while. Um, And it's weird because the podcast, like, totally passed 80,000 downloads. And uh, I've been, like, in and out for the last two or three weeks. um, Vacationing, hanging out with family, doing some summer type stuff. But it is time to get back to work. So, I want to welcome to the uh, podcast today, uh, we have Representative Savannah Maddox from Kentucky's state legislature. Um, She really drives liberals nuts. Um she, she pretty much defaults to liberty pretty much all the time. And um we were gonna we we're gonna have a conversation. She's got a bill that she's proposing in the Kentucky state legislature that involves um banning gun free zones in Kentucky. Um now this doesn't stop private property owners from and we'll clarify that with her, but it it my understanding is it it doesn't stop private property owners from being able to say, hey, you can't come into my, you know, business with your gun. And that should always be the case. As much as I love the Second Amendment, I also love property rights. And property rights supersede, like, if, if, if you're in my house, I have a right to not allow you to bring a gun in it. Period. End of story. Now, it should only be a trespassing charge. It shouldn't be a gun charge that's the way it is in Kentucky so you know it's all good but anyway the point is municipalities businesses or excuse me municipalities government entities should not be able to take steps to deter your second amendment right no matter where it is and i happen to come down to the way to the right of the nra when it comes to guns i i pretty much am in the camp of if if it if the government can have it i can have it right so when the when the president was spouting that crazy rhetoric about how um you know the government has f-15s and nukes and i'm like Arr. i do like the little meerkat look i'm like i can has f-15 <laughs> i can't fly one but i can has one right i can has cannon and he was lying like when he said that uh they had banned cannons they didn't ban cannons in fact my only my it, i'm not like the greatest historian in the world but i think the the only instance of banning cannons that I can recall was actually the Mexican government, uh, and that was part of what led to the revolution that created Texas, the Republic of Texas, which later then became a state of the United States. But that was all like not not all over. There was a lot of you know oppression by the Mexican government of the Texas settlers, but they when they banned the cannons, that's where the whole "come and take it" molon Lob came from. You know what I mean? That's where all that came from. So anyway, we're going to talk to Savannah Maddox today. Uh, about her law that would ban gun-free zones in Kentucky. And I say it's about time. All right. First, though, want to thank our sponsor, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. They are so awesome. Guys, you've heard me talk about Louisville Cabinets and Countertops a ton. And I do that because I can do that very comfortably because I have been a customer of theirs. I don't, you know, I I don't talk about businesses, never have, not even on the radio, that I don't actually believe in. Okay. When I was on the radio full-time, I even if you ever heard me talk about a business, it was because I believed in that business. I just won't I won't sacrifice my own personal credibility to take a check to talk about something that I don't actually believe in. Just not going to do it. And I have been friends with Tim Montgomery, the owner of Louisville Cabinets, ever since they did our kitchen because they did a fantastic job. And I just truly respected his and his crew's work ethic. And that's what really got me. And then, of course, the kitchen turned out beautiful. So I fully stand behind and thank Louisville Cabinets and Countertops for their sponsorship of this program. But I fully stand behind them because, guys, if you're thinking about taking advantage of low interest rates right now to maybe get a home equity loan and, you know, make your house your dream house and just kind of finish it off with that dream kitchen. Or maybe you're thinking about flipping the house um, or maybe, you know, whatever they, they can get that done for you. And they've got three designers on staff, Michelle, George, Kelly. They were all waiting to take your call at uh, 502-930-3304 and help you put together your dream kitchen. And even if you're thinking, I have no idea what I want, but I want something different, they can kind of walk you down that path. They're at 6200 Hit Lane. I advise stopping by their showroom there in the uh, east end of Louisville and checking out some of the examples that they can show you of their work. If you are a do-it-yourselfer, Um, feel free to go to the website and take a look at the cabinets and and stuff that they have in stock. They're phenomenal. If you already know the dimensions, those are ready for you. They're in stock and they're ready to go, and they're affordable and very high quality. So, again, that number is 502-930-3304. If you're in Louisville, Southern Indiana, or um, Oldham County, this is your place uh, to get your cabinets and countertops done. So check them out. All right, let's get to our conversation with Representative Savannah Maddox from the Kentucky State Legislature. Representative Savannah Maddox joining me now. How are you
1: doing very well, Leland? How are you?
0: I'm excellent. Uh, I always appreciate your defense of the uh, Second Amendment. And now here's what you're up to that's driving liberals mad already again. And that is you want to ban uh, gun free zones in the state of Kentucky. Uh, Tell me about this. What are you up to?
1: Absolutely. Since 2019, I have been working on legislation that would prohibit local governments and other public entities from enacting policies of disallowing law abiding Kentuckians from possessing a firearm in order to be able to defend themselves. And uh, we've made some progress on this issue. And I'm hopeful that in the 2022 session that we can bring this back around, because at the end of the day, Um, It is not the criminals and folks who are, you know, have the intent of creating harm who are abiding by these so-called gun-free zones. And we have the folks who are lawful who have been unable to defend themselves. Uh, They're sitting ducks, more or less, in situations like this.
0: Now, my understanding of the Kentucky Constitution, though, is that it's already in the law that municipalities can't change anything from state law, that nothing can supersede state law. So where, like, what is the where are you finding that there's a necessity for additional legislation?
1: Yes, we have good preemption laws in Kentucky, but the issue is that, for instance, college campuses, uh, public universities, and then public buildings have the ability to have a policy to where employees or students on a college campus could not possess a firearm. So therein lies the issue. And and we've sought to address that. And there there are a whole host of Second Amendment issues that I believe will be contemplated in 2022. But given that we have super ma- duper majorities in the House and the Senate, 105 out of 138 of the seats are held by Republicans. There's really no it- reason that we can't make progress on this issue.
0: So along the lines of gun-free zones... Um... This is weird for me to say, but I don't support the idea of telling private businesses that they can't tell people that they can't bring a gun into their property. Now, I'm not going to do business with an organization that tells me I can't bring gun on their property, but I also support their property rights. Your bill wouldn't do anything to interdict property rights, would it?
1: Absolutely not. And no, property rights are essential. And whenever you're talking about privately uh, held businesses and things of that nature, you know, I I can understand that we would not want to foray into that territory of using the force of government to intervene in that circumstance because you have the choice and the ability to choose to not patronize businesses uh, in accordance with that. But that said, it is the public entities that we're concerned about. and I think in particular on college campuses, this has begun to be a huge issue. Cause I mean, if, if you go back, and you look at the data in particular, you know, between 1950 and 2016, upwards of 98 percent of mass public shootings occurred in gun free zones. And if you break that down even further between 2009 and 2016, when, you know, the definitions are a little bit tighter of what constitutes a public mass shooting, 86 percent of those right. took place in gun free zones. So I mean, it, it's clear that disallowing the lawful from being able to defend themselves against the lawless is not doing anything to address any type of violent crime
0: yeah fully agree so your bill would actually make it legal to carry concealed on college campuses assuming you're 21 and you've qualified for your concealed carry permit or actually in the state of well now we have constitutional carry in kentucky so you wouldn't even have to get a permit if you were 21
1: yes and and that's the other thing back in 2019 i filed constitutional carry and uh ended up carrying the Senate version to its passage, Senate Bill 150. And, you know, that was a a tremendous improvement. But no, given that, you would not have to have a concealed carry permit in order to be able to do so because, you know, I, I firmly believe that Kentuckians have the ability in accordance with the Second Amendment to be able to carry a firearm without having to ask for permission or pay recurrent fees to the government in right. order to be able to do so. And I've actually contemplated doing what some states have done and lowering that age to 18. That's another bill that I'm contemplating filing for 2022. If you can
0: vote if you can vote and if you can grab an AR or not an AR 15. Almost I almost fell into the liberal trap. You're going to have to grab an 16 and going to war um you know then by by gosh you ought to be able to have that ar-15 when you're at home although you can in kentucky when you're 18 you can have a rifle but you ought to be able to carry concealed when you're at home um just like every other uh, citizen if you're able to defend us in war then you should be able to defend yourself when you're at home absolutely agree with that um now where i live now in colorado um obviously once a kentuckian always a kentuckian but I live in Colorado and in Colorado, if a store puts a sign on the door that says no guns in here and if I take my gun in as a concealed carry permit holder, the only crime I'm committing is potentially trespassing if I'm asked to leave and I refuse to. Mm-hmm. So there's no weight of law per se on the no gun sign when it comes to private businesses. Kentucky is the same way. Do I understand that correctly?
1: That is correct. They okay. can ask you to leave. and if you're not uh, willing to leave, then, you then know, it's a
0: trespassing law. Well, right. you,
1: you can be brought up for trespassing. but you know still, I, I think that you have created a scenario, particularly in terms of public entities, whenever they disallow you from being able to defend yourself. Right. Should they then be liable if an incident were to occur? So that's that's another angle that's been considered here, because the majority of the opposition to abolishing gun free zones centralizes from the Kentucky League of Cities. And they have claimed that it's a liability issue. But, you know, again, if public entities were able to be held liable, if an incident occurred, then I think that they'd be looking at that a little differently.
0: How is it a liability if because because that, that this this is a really good point. We're talking with Representative Savannah Maddox from Dry Ridge. Um this is a really good point because the fear is that gun bad, gun scary, therefore liability. Right. Mm-hmm. But the reality is criminal bad, criminal scary. Allow criminal in with gun, don't allow person that is law abiding to defend themselves. There's your liability
1: absolutely and therein lies the issue because whenever they talk about liability obviously they're thinking in terms of criminals but they're also thinking in terms of unintentional discharge and things of of that nature but really the data is not there to suggest that that is a significant enough of a reason if you did believe that there was one to be able to infringe upon a citizen's ability to exercise their second amendment rights that should always be the first priority whenever we are approaching public policy I think that the argument is weak and I think that it should not detract lawmakers from taking action on this issue.
0: All right. I had this conversation with Congressman Massey philosophically. Let's just go there since we're talking guns. And I like this question. I like asking politicians this questions because some politicians are uncomfortable with it. Um, But philosophically, what should because I'm just kind of referencing President Biden's comments about AR-15s and F-15s and nuclear weapons last week what philosophically do you think a law-abiding citizen ought to be able to own in america Anything.
1: i believe that all gun control is unconstitutional it's pretty straightforward to me and i think that uh, not only has gun control itself and all of its various permutations proven to be ineffective it's is a distinct infringement upon our Second Amendment rights. I believe that Kentuckians have the ability, and folks all across the nation, have the ability to possess and obtain firearms and possess the knowledge of how to operate them safely uh, without any interference from the government.
0: Well, and I'm kind of on board with getting an F-15. So... (laughs) I'm like I, I thought that pre, that President Biden made the best case for owning AR-15s that I've ever heard when he said he was contradicting. You know they, they 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 like to call AR-15s weapons of war when in fact we do not send our boys and girls into battle with an AR-15. That would put them at a severe disadvantage. We send them with M16s and fully automatic rifles. That that is that is very different from an AR-15. Um, but to say by the way we have f15s and nuclear weapons so you can't beat us that tells me you've are, as a government entity you've already gotten too big because you're now you're now sort of issuing a veiled threat um you know I had, and that's the best case for why we should be able to own stuff not for self defense and not for hunting but for protecting against tyranny
1: well, absolutely. And I think that President Biden's remarks have descended into this bizarre territory that surpasses anything that we've ever seen out of a sitting president, where he is more or less trying to imply that you know our second amendment rights are you know somewhat of a mockery that you know and we've always had this undercurrent of folks who have conflated firearm ownership with the ability to hunt which right. we know that it's it's absolutely nothing to do our 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 founders were not uh, saying that we should have the second amendment that we should have the ability to possess firearms so that we could go hunt deer i mean that that's a great ancillary benefit from it but right. in reality it is to have that ability to check any form of tyrannical government and to be able to uh, maintain the consent of the governed. I think that that is so fundamental in everything that we do. And lawmakers should have that attitude, whether it's at the state or the federal level. They should have that respect for we the people.
0: I totally agree. Representative Savannah Maddox represents part of Boone County, part of Kenton and Scott County and all of Grant County. Thanks for your time today. We appreciate you popping on with us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Leland.
0: All right. Have a great one. Love her. She's awesome and a stalwart defender of liberty and the Second Amendment. All right. Thank you for listening. This was a short podcast. We've got some longer ones that are in the box coming out. Hopefully this week, Cameron Mills is going to join us. Next week, we're going to do a podcast about manliness. That should be fun. He's trying to become a manly man. Uh, He went camping, and he thinks that makes him a manly man. Uh, And I'm going to instruct him otherwise. So we're going to talk about that with Cameron Mills next week as well. Uh, We also have... um, my friend Jack Maxwell, who I, uh, appeared in a, a documentary with about medical cannabis and, uh, Jack Maxwell was the host of the show, um, booze traveler. And, uh, he actually is a Hollywood actor. He's a very interesting guy, very super nice guy. And he beat cancer. So we're going to have kind of a it's an inspiring conversation that we're going to have with him. That's coming out this week as well. So stay tuned for that. Big thanks to Louisville Cabinets and Countertops for their help with our program and uh, their continued support. Guys, I talk about Louisville Cabinets and Countertops because I've been a customer to our kitchen in Kentucky before we moved to Colorado. And actually, I'm pretty sure the work they did helped our house sell in less than a day. But you don't even have to take my word for it. You can go to like Google reviews and read like Amy. Talks about their designer's vision for our new kitchen was spot on. The team at LCC showed up when they said they would, and they were awesome, and I highly recommend them. That's a key right there. You don't waste my time. Louisville cabinets and countertops is not going to waste your time. Steph said, excellent product, fantastic service after the sale. You've heard me talk about this before. I love the SAS. I love the SAS. The service after the sale. The ongoing relationship. That is so important in anything that you purchase Uh, any business relationship that you get involved in. So give them a call. If you're looking to redo your kitchen, complete remodel, or you just need new countertops, or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer. They've got cabinets in stock that are high quality, or they can do the dream kitchen total remodel. Call them at 502-930-3304. If you're in southern Indiana, Louisville, northern Kentucky, central Kentucky, or uh, uh, Oldham County, this is your place at 6200 Hit Lane, Phone number is 502-930-3304. Call George, uh, Michelle, or Kelly, the designer, standing by, waiting to hear from you. Uh, Again, thanks to Louisville Cabinets and Countertops for their help. And thanks to you for downloading us more than 80,000 times. You people are awesome. Keep sharing the word. Super easy. You can just go to uh, iHeartRadio and search the Disruption Zone Download it, and uh, we'll deliver new episodes to your pocket. Uh, you can do the same with Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Please give us a good review. That helps uh, continue to spread the word. And uh, just wanted to say thank you again for your help. Thanks to Dynamics Productions for their audio production help with this program and uh, JP Web Design. Find me on Twitter. It's at Leland Show and at Zone Disruption. And on Instagram, it's at The Disruption Zone and at Great London. Have a great day. I'm Leland Conway, The Disruption Zone.